Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm not calling you a truther! Me, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to be talking about the old Batman Forever. I like this movie, don't hate me! Yeah, me too. That, yeah, it's it's not great. But before I get into the <laughs> scores, do you want to preface this with... with yes. With, I, uh, well, everyone's and, and, perceptions of this movie or should I give the scores first well, go ahead and give the scores okay so so we're looking at Rotten Tomatoes here as per usual uh, directed by Joel Schumacher from 1995 I feel like recently I've been forgetting to add the director in the year that's fine uh, <laughs> okay, we so, talk about the director in the year enough for these Batman movies that is true uh, it has a 40% uh, critic score and a 33% audience score hmm. which is third lowest wait what I, I'm comparing all the Batman movies to see where it ranks wait what's what's technically below it is Batman and Robin and oh oh okay gotcha well so some of the with the modern DC movies some of the audience scores differ from the critic scores quite a bit so whatever it, it's one of the it's on the lower end of yeah. the spectrum I thought you were talking about what we've done so far and I was like oh wait, no 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 what okay well I mean out of all the Batman movies we've done so far, it is the lowest. Yes, yes. in both. In, in both, both yes. Um, so yeah, and I I should also mention that we we do not have have a good Britain with us this week. He's he's unable. Um, should be back for next week. All things okay. All things go well. So hopefully we'll be able to get him for Batman and Robin. Hopefully that'll be tons of fun to do. Yeah. And if we are able to get him back, we will definitely have him give like a five minute summary of his thoughts on Batman Forever at the yeah. very least. Yes. Because Do a quick mini review. It's it's weird to have had him for the first two Burton movies yeah. and then not yeah. to have him for like that's that's just the when way, everything just kind of changes. That's just the way time worked out. We didn't want to go past the uh, two week limit that we set for ourselves. So. Um, it's fun to be late. <laughs> uh, I'm lying. And uh, we should also give give a quick a quick heads up that uh, I think we've decided that we're going to do X Men Apocalypse um, after Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, we're, the, we're gonna have a break between the Burton Schumacher movies and the Nolan movies. Yes, yeah, so we can we can go ahead and knock out Bat- X Men Apocalypse, which will be be a fun one to do. Even though we already kind of half reviewed that, it's it's out. We didn't our, really half review. Yeah. We talked about it for like ten minutes. Yeah, that's fair. It was a little longer than that, but it was yeah. We because I, have... I kept wanting to say things, and you were like, "We should probably cut it off." <laughs> I, we we should cut it off. And I was like, but "I want to talk." We'll about have it. to we'll have to unbox that one. That'll be a fun one. Um, getting back to this though. Yeah, I mentioned this last week that I feel like generally people give Batman Returns a better... Um, they give it a pass. Uh, yeah, a better kind of look because it's combined with Batman 1989. And they give Batman Forever a worse look because it's combined with Batman and Robin. Yeah. And I think, honestly, this... I, I, I really believe that this is better than Batman Returns pretty easily. Um I, I, I'm not sure about Batman 1989. There are some deleted scenes we're going to have to mention a little ways down uh, that I think when if if they had been if this movie had been edited in a way that makes sense with those deleted scenes and like kept in certain very key character moments, um, I would probably argue that this is the best out of all four of them. I think as it is, it's it's close. It's it's maybe the best out of all four yeah. of them right now. Yeah. Um, and I know that probably sounds insane to most people who who you know maybe haven't seen these in a while or haven't really looked at them with any sort of critical eye ever since they were you know younger but this movie has i, I guess we should do best and worst and maybe that'll kind of uh, oh god i haven't given any thoughts of this this will yeah be neither have i it'll be fun um 
My Why, oh, your best thing's easy. Val Kilmer? Yeah. Is that everything? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, my best thing is definitely Val Kilmer. And I... I have... Britton mentioned this um, when we were reviewing Batman 1989 that Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is a little uh, playful. Yeah. And kind of, you know, a little a little more, you know, lighthearted. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. And I think Val Kilmer is missing some of that. But he's still... Like, he, he doesn't really smile a whole lot. And when he does smile, it's kind of creepy. But... <laughs> Well, that's because he's smiling in the bat suit. Yeah. And yeah. nobody should ever do that, ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, he still has some good, like, playful moments with, with characters and stuff like that. And, he, and he, still, he still does some jokes. But overall, I really like his bat voice. I think it's it's a well-done way of just kind of... He, he slightly changes his voice so that it's, it's different. Well, it's also yeah. because Val Kilmer doesn't have, like, a very distinctive, like, Bruce Wayne voice. So it's not like... There needs to be a whole lot of differentiation yeah, between fair. the two of them. He, he yeah, Whereas, he just like, kind of does start. He starts talking to Batman. I'm like, you need to change that more because people are going to be able to easily yeah. tell that you're Bruce Wayne. Yeah, in this case, it's just kind of like he has a, a fairly plain voice. And yeah, so he doesn't have to hide it very hard. Um, my thing, my my only, well, I guess the the reason I like him the best, in or I I like him the 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 reason I most like him. Is because last time we watched this, you said he was your favorite live-action Batman. Does that still hold true? Because I believe I'll we talk were... about that in a second. I'm... Okay, because I know we watched this movie before we saw Batman vs Superman. So right. I don't. I don't know where your opinion yeah. falls with this. Okay. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I'll come back to that. Uh, this is your second time seeing it, correct? I've seen it before, a long time ago. Okay. And then we saw it again like a few years ago, and then yeah. just recently rewatched it. Yeah. Um, uh, what no, no, I, we haven't seen this for a decade, and we're just randomly deciding to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. how it's that's how it works on this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, um, my thing with him is that he has kind of this the physicality. Like I feel like he's I don't even know if he's that much bigger than you know Keaton or or Clooney for that matter. I guess, but. I mean, he he certainly seems bigger than Christian Bale, um, but he brings. I don't. I mean, I know Christian Bale might be more like actually fit yeah. for the like he he worked out more. But I think Michael or not Michael. I think Val Kilmer is generally a bigger person. Just from and at least that's the way it kind of it's kind of played. I I might be completely wrong with the stats there, but that's how it feels. Yeah, like it it, it feels like they do play up kind of his, well, it, his it, size. I, and, I just find it amusing that whenever you know with the Michael Keaton movies, they never show him shirtless. Except for when he's hanging upside down, sleeping like a yeah. bat, which and then it's just his back, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas with this one, they're they're like fully comfortable with ha- yeah. having him just because they're like, oh, chair shirtless. This this looks like a guy who could fight crime at night yeah. every day. Um, obviously he's got nothing on Ben Affleck, but uh, does anybody really? <laughs> yeah, maybe Henry Cap. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but my my thing with him. Is that yeah? For one, he he looks bigger. I, I I feel like the voice is better, and overall, he just acts more like Batman. He we we pay very close attention. He doesn't. There's a couple of times where you could argue he does kind of the Christian Bale uh, Batman Begins thing, where he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you, but I'll, I'll uh, I don't have to save you." Yeah, he does that something like that a couple of times. Um, where where he it's kind of implied that he probably could have saved someone, but he doesn't. Probably the biggest offender is the end where he throws all the coins right. at Two Face. There, yeah, at the at the end, he throws a bunch of coins in the air to confuse Two Face. And, and even then, you could maybe make an argument. Yeah, 
And I think that's more... It's still Two-Face I think, makes the choice to fall, to try and chase the coins off yeah, the ledge. I, I think that helps Robin's character a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, than hurts Batman's. Right. Um, and there's another point, too, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Is it in the chase scene where Two-Face fires the bazooka and Batman moves out of the way and it hits... Yeah, that might that might be him. what I was thinking of. Yeah. And even yeah, and so it's kind of like, well, I mean, he's obviously he's probably going to try and <laughs> I I found it so amusing within the first 5 minutes when he's fighting all those guys after he gets out of the elevator. Yeah. One of the guys charges at him and Batman just kind of moves out of the way and he's about to fall down the elevator and Batman grabs yeah. him. And, and you said, "Oh, hey, he actually saved him. He didn't <laughs> let him just fall to his death." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, he's not, he's certainly not a Batman that's going to go completely out of his way to try and save every single person yeah. who, if they're, you know, a criminal. But I don't think Batman necessarily has to do that. But at least he's making an honest attempt to be like, okay, if I can help it, I, I don't want anyone to die. Yeah. Except for at the end, which is weird territory. Um, but yeah, and he just didn't... He was sick of Tommy Lee Jones' crap, okay? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and um, so am I. He's, he's fairly... Spoilers. He's fairly suave as Bruce Wayne... Um, he, he has some there's some good dialogue there's some bad dialogue between him and Chase Meridian but um, there, there's it's amazing that he's able to sell some of the dialogue oh yeah he has oh yeah so, some of it is, is bad dialogue that he makes sound like it you know perfectly normal yeah uh, but yeah and, and overall he feels like Batman to me and he, he looks he's got like a look that, that looks like it could be Batman and yeah it, it, I do like the continuity bit that this Bruce Wayne also wears glasses oh yeah <laughs> that's what you chose to keep um, everything else looks completely different but you, d- you decide to keep Pat Hingle and, and Michael Go, and then Bruce Wayne has glasses correct um, but yeah and, and overall Val Kilmer's a great actor I, I would argue and and I feel like he just sells it very well and I, I... so when I, when I mentioned this what you were talking about last time uh, we watched this I said that he's or last time we watched there were a bunch of them I said that he's probably my favorite um Batman on screen Batman yeah um I don't mean that in terms of he's the best acted I guess like Christian Bale is obviously like you know the fact that he's such a good Bruce Wayne and, and he's just generally a I'm just gonna go ahead and say Christian Bale's my favorite yeah that, and that's that's certainly fair I'm saying as far as matching the comic book counterpart I think Val Kilmer, Kilmer comes the closest Ben Affleck would come the closest if he didn't murder everybody, but and Ben Affleck's suit also looks kind of weird. We'll we'll get to that. That's that's ways down the road. Um, Bat nipples though. That's fair. Um, <laughs> that's also a weird thing how people they they lump this one in with yeah. Batman and Robin, but everybody remembers Batman and Robin for the nipples, mm-hmm. even though they're in this one as well. Mm-hmm. A little interesting. Oh, I find it amusing that Batman trades up his suit at the end so it doesn't have nipples anymore, and then Robin just walks down the stairs. Hi guys, mine has nipples on it. <laughs> don't worry, we're not getting rid of those in this movie. I don't know why Alfred chose to put these on, but hey, whatever. The, <laughs> the suit fit. Gosh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, my least favorite thing... Hmm. I, I, I'll probably say the villains overall. I just... I, I, I think... Well... It's hard to say that because the villains actually have a, a fairly straightforward plot and like it's dumb. Yeah, it's it's stupid, but they they have like a purpose and they know what they're doing and they're trying to accomplish something for the most part. There's some weirdness, but 
much less than in the previous two movies. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like they're they're more they act more rationally, even though they're crazier. Yeah. Than than maybe the the villains in in the previous two. Um, but uh, but I think I don't know. Their, their performances get so wacky, especially towards the third act, that I, I think they're probably my least favorite. It would either be that or the fact that they deleted some very key scenes. Um, and we'll explain those once we get through the rest of this intro that has so, so far taken 12 minutes. Yep. <laughs> I think my favorite thing... It's sad that I kind of want to say the deleted scenes. Okay. That's no, fair. no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, for once... We finally have a movie that's about Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking the Burton Schumacher movies. Well, even the 60s movie, it's not really about Batman. Yeah. Duality. But like, now, <laughs> now we finally have a movie where the focus is Batman. Yeah. What an unheard of concept. <laughs> hey, the main, our protagonist is actually the focus of the story. And we're going to try and do something with his character. He shows up immediately and he's clearly the focus like and and he has a character arc yes yeah. it's kind of it's it's screwed up by it, the deleted it's, scenes it, it's it's very it's it's good for the most part and then it gets cookie cutter at the very end yeah but with the deleted scenes it's, it's very well done and yeah i really like yeah. it a lot the title makes sense to my brain batman forever that feeds into what his character arc is all about yeah. as opposed to Batman Returns where he's just returning <laughs> from nothing for, for another movie for another movie yeah um my least favorite thing is Tommy Lee Jones I can't I cannot stand him in this movie <laughs> because the the biggest problem with him is that he is playing the Joker he's playing the Joker he would be an actually pretty good he's playing a weird you it, mentioned this it's a hybrid between what feels like Heath Ledger and Cesar yes. Romero where he's, he's he's trying to act all disturbed and, and just like mm-hmm. he's got like similar mannerisms and like line inflections that Heath Ledger has yeah but then he's laughing every five and gosh darn seconds he, he's generally just got campiness to him I like hate him so much in this and if he was playing the Joker I think that would be a fairly good Joker I, I don't think it would be bad at all but he's playing Two-Face but he's playing Two-Face and I, I hate his Two-Face design this is a complete bastardization of the Two-Face yeah there, there's really nothing to it's he flips a coin a lot and that's that's about it but even then they don't stay consistent with that because yeah. when they attack Wayne Manor he's just flipping the coin over and over again that's not it's how just, the, yeah. that's not how that he's, works he's flipping the coin over and over again until he gets gets a head that will let him go forth too to shoot, shoot. at Bruce Wayne yeah yeah and it, generally yeah, it. I hate the makeup. It looks it's suit like super purple, and it just looks okay, weird. Okay, I said this while we were watching it. People who are complaining how much Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers <laughs> movie. I'm like, half of his face. That is the Ivan Ooze makeup right there. Pretty much. Um, and and I love how for like the first thirty seconds of his performance, he's like fairly restrained and he's trying to yeah. sound menacing, and then he leans down on the guy, and then he just starts laughing, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Good job, team. Yeah, he he delivers a good little monologue at the beginning, and then and then he just kind of goes full camp and never comes back. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, it, I I wish they'd just been like, well, you can play the Joker, whatever. And, and the because I think that would have turned out better. It's another case of me knowing a whole bunch of stuff outside that's influencing my opinion of the movie. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones clearly does not think very highly of the art of comic books, at least in the, at this point. 
And I've heard that when he did Men in Black, which is also based on a comic book, a couple years later, apparently they had... This may not be true, mm-hmm. but I heard they had to keep telling him to tone it down because he was playing the straight man in that movie. Yeah. And then when you get to Captain America the First Avenger and he's just being awesome, it's like, yeah, what a change this is. Yeah. It's, it's probably just because his only real foundation was the 60s movies and the two Batman movies, which... Or the 60s show and the two Batman, the two previous Batman movies, which is not really gonna. I know, again, everyone likes. We, we talked about this in the last two podcasts that everyone kind of likes to be like, oh, you know, those Batman movies are so dark and mature, but I mean, they're still pretty ridiculous and campy oh, if you campy. actually they're look campy. at them. And yep. so I, I think he just didn't have much to go on. He was like, well, I'm gonna play, you know, just like. I'll do what Jack did. Nicholson did. Yeah, and I'll just play it up. Amp and it up. also, apparently, he hated Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> And he he thought that Jim Carrey was intentionally... He was just trying to upstage him. So I think that also feeds into it. That's interesting. My favorite moment to emphasize this is when um, Batman is confronting Riddler at the very end. And he's like, "Uh, let them go. This is between you and me. And Two-Face just comes out of nowhere and goes, and me. And me. Yeah, he does the two two sides. Oh. Yeah, you're still here. (laughs) I, I hate his performance in this. I really I despise him. See, I, I don't think the performance is bad, necessarily. I think it's just completely wrong for the role. I, I Like, I enjoyed watching him act. I just... It does not at all register for me that he is playing Harvey Dent in any way, shape, or form. Why couldn't they just brought back Billy D. Williams? Yeah, that would have been a lot of that fun. That would have been great. That would have been really cool. Um, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Should, what, what, what should we jump into next? Oh, yeah, that was my worst thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Do we want to go and explain the deleted scene so we can kind of get yeah. context? Okay, so so Batman's arc in the movie, mm-hmm. as it stands, is Bruce is starting to get repressed memories after seeing Dick's parents get killed. Mm-hmm. And it's something to do with his origin. Yeah. Like, he keeps he keeps seeing his parents die and, like, reliving all of that. Yeah. And the way it's played in the movie is that he forgets seeing the bat, and that's, like, the big moment that makes him want to become Batman. Yeah. Pretty much. Which doesn't really make a whole lot of it's sense. Not it's not even like, really fully explained as to what it... He goes at one point to... Um, so, I'm trying to remember exactly how, how to piece this together. Uh, he's slowly getting the memories back, and then at the end he just kind of explains his whole, whole origin to Chase. Yeah. Right before they were attacked at yeah. Wayne Manor. And and right before that, he have a, had a little bit of dialogue with Alfred about how he was considering hanging up the, 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 the cape and the cowl because... Uh, he like innocents are are in the way or something that like wasn't that also a deleted scene? No, no. The, this was there was some of this in the actual movie. It's something it, I I remember being very confused by the line. I think because they might have like chopped it off at the end of one of the scenes or something. Yeah. But um, it's something about the fact that Robin's now like trying to fight crime with him or Chase is involved. It's some connection with that that's not really fully explained. There's just like some a couple of quick lines about he's thinking about giving it up yeah and then he has a talk with chase and he does give it up yeah for like a day and then he's like oh i'm I'm gonna be batman again i'm coming back yeah and and like they play it up where where gordon is in a wonderful scene this might be the best scene in in film history it's pretty amazing um they they play up this and i'm not being ironic about it or or i'm not i'm not (laughs) trying to, to 
to be a, a, a jerk about this. Like, I, I genuinely <laughs> enjoyed this. Mostly for the hilarity of it all. But what, one second. For, I think it's genuinely good. <laughs> okay. That's that's your opinion, man. Didn't I just say I wasn't trying to be <laughs> ironic about this? Um, but they play it up where it's like, oh, it's Batman's coming back. Like, he's, he's in a ship and, and Gordon's like, yeah, yeah. And, like, flipping out. Because Batman's back, and they but there was never really like played up at all the fact that he left, and so it just feels kind of weird, and they just kind of well, I I mean it's it's more just like that they had the bat signal on and Batman well, wasn't showing up. Well, yeah, but it's it's the the way that it's played is like Gordon's like oh shut it down because it's like it's played as if Batman's been gone for a while and they haven't been able to contact him, and he's like well. Uh, like it, the the way it's played is very much. Why did they turn the bat signal on? What? Like, what was the reason they had it on in the first place? And something about. Did Pat Hangle just want to talk to him? Maybe I don't know. It's possible. Something about the no, because no, what? they had they already had it on, and then the Riddler thing shown up in the sky. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they found out something. I feel like they they there is something where they find out about the the Riddler. I, I don't think so. And and. Too I, well, because what was Batman like? I, I don't know. doubt it. You were just saying you un- unironically enjoy this scene because it's wonderful. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting the logic to... makes absolutely no sense, <laughs> but it's wonderful. The reason the scene is great is because Gordon Pat Hingle, who does nothing in this movie, is, is he the it, most confident movie cop ever? I mean, he's got to be up there. Is is he even worse than Batman and Robin? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Go great. He is my favorite. As much as I love this moment, he is my favorite bumbling and confident cop moment in Batman and okay. Robin. Okay, that's great. Um, I'm excited for that. But yeah, in this one, he's... You shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there, and he's standing beside one of his, his, his officers, and he's like, oh, shut it down. And then he sees Batman fly up, and they play the triumphant music. Well, he flies through the bat signal, and for some reason that causes oh, the yeah. Riddler signal to, uh, signal to like dissipate yeah, or something, yeah, and happens. it makes no sense. Um, and then, and then the whole third act of this movie makes no sense. It turns into like just this weird video game type yeah, scenario, yeah, pretty much uh, weird. But it shows it shows Batman in the in the the bat copter plane, whatever, and it shows him give a thumbs up, but he's got his head turned. In the way that you have to turn when you have that Batman cowl on, so it's not. So you have to he's turn your shoulders his body along with it, and he gives him a thumbs up. And Pat Hingle is like, "Go, go, <laughs> go!" And, and, and and the rousing music's playing, and he turns and he's laughing, and he shakes the hand of the officer. It's like you literally did nothing here. Why, why are you celebrating this when? <laughs> if I could get like a super blown up HD poster of Batman giving that thumbs up, I. <laughs> That would make like me, in a motivational poster. That would make me so happy. That would be beautiful. I'd, I'd have it right up, right up above my desk. That way, whenever I'm doing my work and I'm just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I look up and I'm like, go, <laughs> go, go, and I just run out of the room. <laughs> Lord. Um. So back to the deleted scene. Anyway, the point is. It appears that Bruce's arc in this is that he just, like, relearns his origin story? Kind of. Like, he just finds himself again somehow. I guess. With with the deleted scenes, there's there's a scene where he finds his, his father's diary. Like, he keeps, try- he keeps remembering this diary and he can't, like, picture what was in it or something. And he remembers that what happened on the night 
or like during his parents' funeral or something, is he read the diary, and he sees that the last entry is Martha and I wanted to, Martha and I wanted to. Stay, Why did you say that name? <laughs> wanted to stay in tonight, but Bruce insists on going to a movie, and so he's like, "Oh God, it was all my fault." And then yeah. he remembers that as a kid, he he ran and he fell into the bat cave, and then he he came face to face with a, a bat. Yeah, and like it. it kind of it, that's put that that in his head and, and he remembers all of this and he had repressed it for years that it was his fault yeah and so then he goes he goes into the Batcave again as an adult and he finds the book again and he, he reads through it and he sees again he's like oh god it was all my fault like this is when it's supposed to be revealed to the audience yeah and then he comes face to face with this giant creepy bat animatronic which yeah. I'm assuming would I don't know it's it's creepy I guess it would work if, if we knew if they had music and if we knew what was going on in the yeah. movie um, this scene is very unfinished. Yes. Which is quite troubling, because that tells me that they, it was cut very early yeah. in the editing yeah. process, it's like, wait, it's not even close to finished. Wait, shouldn't shouldn't that have been the key of the... Whatever. Uh, and basically, he discovers... There's a shot of it in the trailer where yeah. it's circling around him facing this animatronic bat. Yeah, yeah. It's in the trailer. <sighs> whatever. Um, this... These hacks making these trailers have been doing this since 1995. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He, he. He. Suicide Squad was not the first time this happened to us. I don't us. know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> he comes face to face with with this bat, and he's like, and then he comes out of the cave, and he's like, Alfred, I'm Batman, and, and it's, it's inspiring, and it's like, okay, so he remembered these memories. You know, and Alfred he got goes, him. "Are you okay, Master Bruce?" And he's like, "Batman, Alfred." Yeah, yeah. Batman. <laughs> like, you are. You are. <laughs> Alfred's reactions to this are wonderful. Because you can tell that he's, he's got some just, I'm, I'm so tired of this crap. Well, I'm just, it's, it's just Michael Go going, they just put a camera on me and tell me to do reactions. I don't know what's <laughs> actually happening. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, the, the point is that it, it adds this arc back in where it's like, okay, so he gives up being Batman because he, he doesn't think he's, Right. Oh, and there's there's a scene where he watches a a, uh, I believe this is one of the cutscenes where he's watching like a, a news report. Yeah. Telling him saying Batman should hang up his his uh, suit because he's um, like crimes down and and you know everything's like the city is fine now and all that's left is just like the fact that Two Face and Riddler are running around. But yeah, he should leave that up to the cops and and you know which is stupid in this universe because the cops accomplish nothing. But I know Alfred says that. He's like, just leave it to the cops. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. And are you sure that's the wisest <laughs> course of action, Al? It just cuts back to Pat Engel trying to move the bell at the, the church tower. And he's like, well, let's, let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he's not coming. <laughs> Shut it down. Pretty much. But yeah, and so that was... Uh, it, it would have added this thing where it's like, okay, so it, he he actually goes... It would have been Spider-Man 2. Pretty much. And instead we get, like, Spider-Man 1. <laughs> where it's just kind of floundering about for a bit until well, we find it, a third it, act. It makes the end part where he's talking to Riddler and he goes, I had to save them both. Not, not because uh, I have to be Batman and Bruce Wayne, but because I choose to yeah. be. Like, that's great. It's not... And it's still fine in the movie, but it's, it's not yeah. nearly as impactful because you're like okay i don't know how you came to this conclusion but that's cool i guess it's, it's good for forever it's close enough <laughs> it was in the title i had to say it. uh but yeah even though he doesn't actually say that <laughs> thank god he doesn't actually say it. <laughs> what is, what are we some kind of batman forever 
<laughs> I hate that line. <laughs> Please tell me in editing you can insert a, a window crashing effect that a sound effect that, that's me hurling myself out the window. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Want to talk about Jim I Carrey. feel like you're actually trying to kill me right now. Potentially. Want to talk about Jim Carrey. He's Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's really whether or not Jim Carrey is your cup of tea. And I feel like it gets more and more Jim Carrey as the movie goes along. Yeah. Like at the beginning, he's still doing very Jim Carrey things, but it, it's more sensible. I don't know. He's doing Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor oh, in yeah. the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's That was wonderful. That it's, was that was so bizarre. Yeah, it's there is some there is some stuff. The bad guys we're dealing with in this movie are are is Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, an amalgam of Heath Ledger and Caesar Romero, Joker. Yeah, and Pat Hingle. <laughs> that would be. I want to hear the fan theory that Pat Hingle is secretly the villain in all. Pat Hingle is actually the Dark Sith Lord. No, not not Commissioner Gordon. It's the actor <laughs> it's Pat Hingle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lord. Him and Alfred are in coots. That's the only reason the, those actors are consistent in all four of these. <laughs> They've been sucking the lifeblood from the other actors and making them want to leave. Uh, <laughs> I buy it. That's fair. But yeah, it, it's... The, Jim Carrey just... And he has a fairly straightforward... Basically, he, he his motivations make sense because it's it's he's this guy who's obsessed with Bruce Wayne, and then Bruce Wayne kind of spurns him. It's basically Jamie Foxx Electro, but better. but better and not nearly as weird. And like the the craziness, the fact that he is crazy. Well, it's, it's very clear to me that we don't need to feel bad for this yeah. guy. It's that he is emotionally unstable and might kill yeah. someone. Oh it's, wait, he killed the someone. craziness is played as this is a creepy bad thing. Yeah, as opposed to oh, this is kind of slapstick funny. We're even gonna have a goofy, really stupid score in the background that's light and playful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's played up straight from the beginning. Okay, this guy is kind of not a good person to be around. And and it's played campy and it's played goofy sometimes, but it's still Aces very clear. Edward. Aces. <laughs> it's played very clear that that we're supposed to be afraid of this dude, and so it, he ends up. He has a really bad scene where he just acts straight up Jim Carrey, and and he he realizes that his TV thing, that hologram thing. Um, oh, this is where he sticks it on uh, Stickley. Yeah, I it, did not mean to say that. <laughs> It, but he he finds out that he can steal people's genius power, which doesn't make a okay, whole so, lot of so sense he has, because so he, he never. So actually he has uses like a that. virtual reality type machine. Yeah, that accesses people's brainwaves. <laughs> I know where you're going. And somehow he's he's able to suck up their brainwaves. Oh, and I, it makes him smarter. I I thought you were gonna say the fact that in that scene. The thing is just supposed to be like a holographic like thing. Oh yeah, why but is Jim Carrey wearing Jim a headset? Jim Carrey is wearing a headset, and then he discovers, and then he's like, "I've just discovered a very interesting side effect." <laughs> Were you expecting this side effect? Because it seems like you weren't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and then he just kills the guy. Yeah, he just he throws the guy out the window. It's kind of it's kind of screwed up. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. And then he digitally. Changes the footage, which we get told later. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's fine. I love how... Okay, the ending when they figure out that Edward Nigma is the Riddler is straight up 60s madness. Oh, oh God, we'll get there. 
Because he should have f- figured that out a lot sooner just by being like, oh, hey. No, but then after after they make that realization, he says, Stickly Suicide was obviously a computer-generated forgery. <laughs> you really are quite bright, despite what people say. Like, <laughs> please tell me they didn't actually have, like, a set of dialogue written in the script for this bit, and they're like, just, just improvise. <laughs> and that's the best they could come up with. Probably. Um, explain that thing about the Riddler. I don't know. <laughs> that's all it says in the in the, in the script. <laughs> just figure that out. Uh, but yeah, and <clears throat> after that, he, he there's this weird thing where he has all these like collectibles that have a Riddler suit on. And well, it's mostly just he has the bobblehead and he has the weird like fortune teller machine yeah. thing that points between two light bulbs. And, and they both have the green suit with the the black question marks on it. Yeah. And then while he's designing the uniform, he's like, oh, the puzzler. Yeah, he, he goes the through The gamester. <laughs> Captain Kill. <laughs> and, and he goes through all these things where he ends up... That wasn't me talking. That was actual audio we inserted for a movie. Yes, it's very good. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> he, he designs the Riddler uniform that he only wears once, even though it looks pretty good. It's, it's a suit. He wears it more than once. He wears it in the montage where they're stealing stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. So right after that. Yeah. And then... But then he goes to... He jumps to a bodysuit the rest of the time, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, and it looks weird, and there's a very obvious bulge. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> also, at some this point... This time, I love it ironically. Also, he decides to turn his hair pink and, like, I, shave it a bunch. I don't know. <clears throat> I... I mostly love it because they, they have him do the crotch crab when he's in the Batcave. I'm like, what is happening yeah, right yeah, now? yeah. Who let that take stay and, in? And by the end, he's in, like, this weird silver and green suit, that, and his hair is super crazy. And, and like, his mask, like, it has a little question mark formed in on one of the sides. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, it just gets more and more ridiculous as time gets on. But he's not wearing that when they're doing the little battleship bit. Yeah. I don't know. It and, changed. like, his hair's all like, spiked up, too. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, the third act makes no sense. It really doesn't. Um... I like it, but it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, he, he keeps leaving clues for Bruce Wayne, you know, and <laughs> basically at some point... These he, are the easiest riddles ever. Well, yeah, there, there's that. But I was going to say, also, there's a ball at one point in the movie um, where Bruce Wayne and, and uh, Edward Nygma meet again, yeah. and, and Edward Nygma's like playing up he's like oh you're just jealous of me because i've had a bunch of success after you kicked me out we could have been partners or whatever that sort of thing and i feel like it should be very obvious at this point when when bruce wayne inspects like the riddler's machine and everything that the riddler is or edward enigma is the riddler like there's really no reason he should not have figured this out by this point (laughs) (laughs) and Literally nothing else in the city is green except for this. Yes, exactly. And also, uh, the dog is on the, is on the machine. The dog is is getting brainwaves sucked out. Oh yeah, that's pretty great. There's there's this, there's a clip where it's it's doing the montage of everyone watching like the holographic thing, and there's just a dog. How much time is supposed to pass? I don't know. Because he goes to Two Face and he makes the deal, and he's like, "Help me steal, you know, capital. That way we can invest and, and create all these boxes." Right. That way we can suck up people's brainwaves. First off, how long does that take? Because it just seems like it, it was literally like one montage later. Yeah. Because it was. Yeah. And then Two Face doesn't seem to get any smarter. Yeah. 
Edward Nigma kind of does. I, I guess. Kind of. It's, it's. I guess. He seems to become less antisocial, at least when that's he's fair. like talking to the that's, media and that's stuff. That's fair. That's true. I guess you could argue that they, that's that's partially dumb. But Two Face is just as dumb and yeah, terrible yeah. as ever. Yeah. Um. He, he's he's definitely in my top ten most hated like superhero movie villains. I do not like he's, it. He's he's just as bad as Kafka, right? Kafka's not even a villain. He's just <laughs> he's he transcends that level. Lord. Uh, he's just the worst thing ever. <laughs> um, but, but Thinking go, of him literally makes me think of death. Fair enough. Uh, going back to the... Is it though? <laughs> going back to the Riddler riddles, though. I know I stepped too far, but maybe you went a little bit further. <laughs> um, the, the, so the Riddler leaves these really easy riddles about like common household items. And then the, the last one is... Uh, something something that leads him to to realize or the the last riddle was like a e i o u, and then there's he makes some leap where Bruce Wayne does. They realize, hey, he, in every single one of these clues, he leaves a number. Maybe the numbers mean something. Yeah. Maybe they 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 go with letters of the alphabet. So they figure that out, and then Bruce just leaps. He's like, I think two of the numbers are like one and eight. And he's like, well, what if we because because they try doing like the four letters and it's like M-R-H-E like it doesn't make any sense yeah he's like what if we combine the two middle numbers cause they're both single digits I guess and <laughs> and then it, but E would be a single letter but then it, it forms yeah, Mr. E right and and so then he's like Mr. E what, what else is like and, and, and that's when he jumps to Enigma right yeah <laughs> Mr. E and another name for Mr. E Enigma Mr. E Enigma <gasps> Edward Enigma <laughs> it's, that, it, it is straight that, out of the 60s like movie so terrible when the riddles aren't like that like the riddles are actual they're actual legitimate riddles, riddles they're, they're easy you but solve yeah they're easy but they're they're actual riddles but then that's just like, like the first one about a clock I'm like yeah that makes sense that that's a clock as opposed to Sparrow with a machine gun. <laughs> we've come some... We've come some... What far? we made some progress. But we're still... We're still going with the C. C for Catwoman. A Russian is going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. Precisely, Robin. <laughs> Let's talk about Robin. Okay. Because that's... Well, and, and I should say that's, that's pretty much all the Riddler stuff. And by that point, he's just very campy. There is one thing I do want to mention that when the, when Riddler like the jacket, it keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's got like a knee. I want that. I want I want my poster of Batman giving the thumbs up, and I want that jacket. That's fair. That's fair. They're uh, the two things I want in life. All of them. That's all. That's I can't can't argue with that. <laughs> and you won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But there's a point where the Riddler and Two Face invade uh, Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor after they figure out Bruce Wayne is Batman, which they do because Bruce Wayne used the device. Which that's kind of played weird because it kind of seems like Riddler is already suspecting this and he just wants proof. So he may because he he like challenges Bruce Wayne to use his machine and then he finds out that Bruce Wayne has bats on the brain. But but Bruce 
he unplugs the machine because Drew Barrymore shows him how to trick him. And right. he walks in, and then she just plugs the thing yeah. back in. Yeah. Well, a, well, she she has a spare that she in, plugs in back her in. teddy bear. Right. She's, she's holding like a teddy. Drew Barrymore is in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good for her, I guess. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and but anyway, they they go to invade Wayne Manor, and there's a, a weird little thing where like some kids walk up, and and trick-or-treat and Alfred gives a weird creepy smile and uh then the kids are leaving Michael goes just trying to be a nice person pretty and you're making fun of him probably his, his smile yeah he's an old man have some respect no <laughs> there's oh they they go it, no respect for your elders I makes, see correct it makes it obvious that like the gate is opening automatically for them but then like the gate doesn't open automatically for Two-Face and Riddler so they Whatever. have to sneak in with the, it's weird um, it kind of feels like they didn't really think that through at all and they were just like uh, open the gates now so the kids can leave <laughs> and then they sneak in and uh, they... are Two-Face and Riddler gay for each other in this movie? potentially I don't, probably I don't want to come off as homophobic I just want to know <laughs> they are holding each other might yeah. Throughout Very the movie, tightly. I think I think their relationship bonds, <laughs> and it's just it becomes something greater, and, and, and it's hilarious just knowing that Tommy Lee Jones did not like Jim Carrey yeah. while they were making yeah. this movie. Yeah. Like, I'm just I'm just wondering how Joel Schumacher directed this. All right, now I need you guys to hug each other, and you're gonna go Happy Halloween. <laughs> and, and Tommy Lee Jones is like, I'm not hugging this guy, and Joel Schumacher's like, they did it once in the comic books, I swear. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> oh, Lord. Will this get me as much critical reception as Jack Nicholson? Oh, of course, Tommy, of course. <laughs> I'm going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sure Joel Schumacher is a nice man. <laughs> oh, he seems like the nicest guy on the planet. He really does. Yeah. I have no ill will towards Joel Schumacher. Yeah. I really don't. You 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 keep wanting to talk about the, the the Wayne Manor attack, and I keep interrupting you. Um, Although I have no ill will to- towards Tim Burton either. Just yeah, throwing that out right. there. Uh, they go anyway. They they attack. Wayne There's Manor. only one person who's directed a Batman movie that I have ill will towards. Continue. I was going to say whoever directed Batman sixty six, but I honestly don't know. Continue. <laughs> Are you sure? You got it out of your system, buddy? No. Hey, hey, I think I've been pretty good on my Zack Snyder reference quotes that's, that's at this time, that's okay? Fair. I think I've, I've you been... You did just mention it in my name, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I walked right into that one. <laughs> the point I was trying to make was... Why did you say that name? They go... They go in and they attack the man. I don't even remember what it is that I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. So they, they go in the manor and they... <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Nope. <laughs> I'm just I'm just off in the corner here just losing my mind. You're good. <sighs> So they come into the manor, and they kidnap Chase Meridian. And it's oh, not, yeah, we still need to talk about her. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, it's not really clear. Black rubber. Yeah, it happens. 
it's not really clear what their plan is. Like, if they knew that she was going to be there with Bruce Wayne, and they were just like, oh, we're going to kidnap her. They have a line where they, after they knock Alfred out, Riddler goes, remember, seize and capture, no killing. Right. And so you're like, okay, they're going to capture Bruce Wayne, I guess. But then they capture Chase Meridian, and, and... Were they watching Chase Meridian? Did they see her show up? I guess, maybe. That's not established. Yeah, yeah. But they, that's 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 pretty much the biggest, like, leap in, in just kind of getting really lucky for the villains, unlike the last few movies where we've had that happen quite a few times. I was going to say, also, uh, Riddler having the magic stick of Raw that just points out to him where the Batcave is. Yeah, but it is hacking and whatever. It, it's... It, <laughs> they. they that's just goofy technology as opposed to like an actual thing where, where they just kind of do something and it happens to work kind of like happens to Nicholson a lot in the first movie and that sort somebody of tell the fat lady she's on in five he's got some good lines in this movie I like that line but then he also what, joygasm yeah yeah that that happens he says joygasm Alright, we've let that sit for a moment. Um, moving on. Chase Meridian. Actually, do you, do you, do you want to do Robin? Let's talk about Robin. I, yeah. I really like Robin quite a bit in this movie. Yeah. I think it's actually pretty smartly handled. It's very weird that it, that he works in this movie. Like, this, given the rest of this movie, there is absolutely no reason why you should be able to put a, a, a success, successful Robin arc in the middle of this and have it work fine. Because well, the rest of the movie is so ridiculous. That's also... Something that the movie has going for it is that the Bruce Wayne arc actually is helped by the Robin arc. Yeah. Because the point is... Well, it's it's initiated by it because... Right. By seeing Dick's parents and, and, and his brother get killed, he, he, he starts reliving, like, his repressed memories. Right. And then also, like, seeing Dick being like, no, I want to join you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to work with you. And he's like, no, I'm quitting. I, I'm not going to put you in through this life. Yeah. And there's a great scene that seems to retcon a lot of the murdering we see in the past couple of movies. Where oh, yeah. he's like, you, you'll you'll kill Harvey, but it won't stop there. You'll keep killing somebody after that and after that and after that because you won't be able to uh, quench that thirst or you know right. stop that feeling. And then one day you're going to wake up and realize that revenge has taken over your whole life and you won't know why. Like... Is he talking from personal experience? Because it yeah. sounds like he's talking about the yeah. Joker. Yeah. And he... Dick even goes, your parents weren't killed by a maniac. And Bruce says, yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Are think, they trying to retcon that? I kind of feel like it might be. Which which is really interesting. And also makes... It, again, the, the portrayal of Batman in this movie, I really appreciate. Because, I mean, even if that's kind of a... Well, even when they show... His parents getting murdered again. I mean, they don't show the killer full on, but like the angle and the way he's standing and stuff, it's supposed to be the Jack yeah. Nicholson Joker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I even if that's kind of an uncomfortable thing, the fact that they have to still deal with the fact that Batman killed in the last two movies, I, it does feel like they're kind of trying to come to terms with that. Yeah. And I appreciate it a lot. Um, especially when you see Batman specifically saving criminals a couple of times in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, re I really enjoy that. Um, and yeah, and Robin's arc. So, I first of all, I love that they age Robin up. I think that was that was a pretty smart move. The question he's, is, did they age him up too much? Maybe. I think in this he's supposed maybe to be a little. I think he probably. Chris O'Donnell was twenty five, I think, yeah. or about that, and he's playing like a college student. Yeah. Which is a little over, but it's it's it's. I'm thinking high school might have been better. Yeah, I I, I was gonna say I think 
I would really like to see one day them try and cast Robin the way they cast uh, Tom Holland as yeah. Spider-Man. I would love to see them do something like that where he's it's an actual high schooler. Yeah. But it's not, you know, an eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, the... I, I love the fact that they, they age him up, up a bit because... And they also... They make his family where it's it's an actual family, which makes more sense for an acrobatic group. They throw in a brother. To, yeah, as opposed to just Robin and his parents. Um, yeah. And they're all, like, complete adults so and, that they can actually do these crazy stunts. Well, here's a... It, it, it's also great. I think it's, it's actually very good that they streamline it so that Two-Face kills the family. Because yeah. it's not like... Oh, it, it's not like the first movie where we're flashing back to something else. Like, it's not like he's already Robin and we're flashing back to seeing Two-Face kill his parents a long time ago. Right. And then Two-Face just happens to be the main villain of the story right. now. Right, yeah. Like it is in the first movie. Yeah. Like, that act, like it feeds into the plot and it's not like a huge coincidence. Uh-huh. I think it works yeah. very well. Yeah, I, I agree. I love how they bring in the Robin motif with him having that in the helmet and he has a little story about that, how he saved his brother... And they said he flew in like a robin. Yeah. It's a very nice scene with him and Alfred. Yeah. And yeah. They're they, trying. They try. Alfred actually. I, I keep I keep making fun of Alfred's reactions. Because Michael Go is the best. He actually has some really great scenes with a lot of... Or with, with Robin. With Robin, Batman, and... Does he have any scenes with Chase Meridian? Or am I, I confusing not. him with them, that one thinking Bale? Not really. Uh, or like... There was fiber. one deleted scene I didn't show you that I feel like we should have watched that has a nice moment with him and Chase at the end. Okay. Which actually kind of mirrors the scene with Vicky Vale at the end of the first one. Okay. Where they get in the car at the very end when they're leaving Arkham. Uh-huh. I think Bruce is going off doing Batman things. And she says, does it ever end, Alfred? And I want to say he says something like, not in this lifetime. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I like that. Uh, Most of the deleted scenes should have been left in, yeah. except for the weird one where Batman goes to stop a crime, and he ends up in like this super stylized boutique type place. There's a bunch of, I want to say they're like overweight women cutting hair and stuff, and they say like, "Oh, you're at the wrong place, aren't you? You want me to take something off the top?" And they're making fun of the ears, and they all start laughing at him. Sure, this is an actual scene. I'm not <laughs> lying. I swear. Like, go look this up. It's. Maybe, I ain't calling you a truther. Or, or maybe, or maybe don't look it up because it's kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, they made a good decision cutting that one. That's fair. Um, yeah, the, 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 I, I, I do wonder what this movie would, how this movie would have been received. Because I feel like it's like for all the people who who kind of make fun of the campiness and the silliness of these the last two movies, and they're like, oh, the first two movies are very dark and mature. I think this one is the most grounded and mature of all four Burton Schumacher movies. I mean, I know that uh, we, we should talk about Gotham in a second and kind of how he portrays it. Um, but and I, and I know that's kind of silly and there's a lot of neon and it's kind of 90s. But for the most part, this movie is dealing with actual character arcs and themes. I mean, that's we're not talking, you know, we're not really getting into the into Dark Knight territory by any stretch. Uh, we're not talking about oscar-winning material here but But at the same time it's not just going duality yeah they're they're like oh duality that's a thing we should explore let's explore it and talk about it and you know have an actual psychologist be one of the characters like like it's so weird that i'm I'm just like that was a very smart choice it's poorly handled how they how they deal with her character but yeah because she's pretty much just wants to get in batman's pants for most of the movie yeah but they still they still use her to bring up Things yeah. about Batman that work. Yeah. 
I, I love when she's flirting with him on the top of the police building and uh, he goes, we all wear masks. I'm just imagining Tim Burton watching this for the first time, like in the middle of a packed theater and he hears that and he just stands up and yells, duality! <laughs> Do you get it? And they're all just like, who, who is this guy? <laughs> oh. Yeah. There's an actual arc for, for the main characters involved. Uh, and, and we should finish up saying about Robin that his thing is that Batman does that at the end where he throws the coins in the air and there's a moment where it kind of looks like Robin might save um, Two-Face. Well, I mean, he does save him earlier. Yeah, right. right. He's about to fall off about to fall. the weird the base thing that, that gets rises from the ocean. Yeah. I need to, With I need to covered talk in, about... Covered in holy rusted metal. I, I need to talk about that, but continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a moment where it looks like he might save and his... Uh, Chris O'Donnell's reaction is actually really well done because like he he's got this thing where he at first he looks like you know he he's considering he's saving him and then he's like no I, like he, his face kind of hardens and he's like i understand like the the weight of this almost yeah. like it feels like he batman kind of saved him from having to trying to do that himself and it yeah i don't know it works very well it's a very good reaction and and kind of tells you everything you need to know about his arc and the fact that he's he's come to grips with who he is and you know what revenge means and that sort of thing yeah uh it works really well yeah um and i do like the the end with the ending too just while we're, we're here i'll go ahead and throw this out there where jim carrey has has robin and chase trapped in two separate like tube things and uh Batman or like it's a sixties elaborate yeah, trap. Yeah, but the fa- the way I like I like him releasing both of them and the the way he saves both of them I like that a lot. Even though it makes no sense. What do you mean? That that thing's not long enough for that. That's fine. That scene lasts like a minute long. It's fine. It's editing. It's so nice. It's a nice moment. I, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice <laughs> moment. I really like the score in that scene, but it makes no sense. It's fine. Why does he turn on the sonar if he's just throwing a battering at the big light? Yeah, that, that part. <laughs> it's just weird. He I see her. without seeing. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Holy rusted metal. This is... this. It's beautiful. It makes <laughs> it's, no it's high. It's high art. <laughs> so... They get on the island, and Bat- and Robin goes, Holy rusted metal, Batman! And Batman just goes, Huh? <laughs> and he goes, Oh, this hole's on the ground, you know? And, and it's rusted. Holy rusted metal! Right? And Batman just goes, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even try. <laughs> like, I... I can't tell what the thought process was. Like, it was like, Okay, we're gonna make fun of, of Robin saying, Holy, insert whatever right. here. But it's it's not even like a joke. <laughs> it's full of holes, you know? Holy. Oh. Like, Batman <laughs> just seems horribly confused, and it's great. Like, it's so, it's funny, but, like, not in the way that... No, that... it does not make you laugh out loud when you actually watch it. It's just thinking about it and their thought process that's just very... Like, I'm not laughing at the fact that they're making fun of the holy bit. It's Batman's reactions yeah. that are making me laugh. It's it's so poorly handled, but it's still brilliant. At the, it makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. It's it's 
ridiculous, but it's, it's... This movie has no idea what tone it wants to have. For the most part, yeah. The somber Batman character arc repressed memory bits are constantly fighting the Jim Carrey yeah. Two-Face shenanigans. Yeah. Which is not... Again, there's still... Like I was saying about... Um, like the the craziness of Jim Carrey and how we're how we're it, it it immediately is played up with a dark tone. It's they're still like killing people every now and then. And yeah. it, it's not completely just oh they're just completely silly. They they are kind of dark villains because they're both obviously very messed up. Yeah, even if they're still very campy as well. Yeah. Um. So it's not completely just clashing like entire, but it it is pulling apart at the seams a little bit. Um. And I wanted to say about Gotham and the way that Gotham is played in this I actually really like the I thought you were going to start talking about the TV show and yeah I was, Gotham and, just, and I was going to be like why <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who love that show sir I will repeat my question why anyway the aesthetic Whatever. you like what you like Whatever. the aesthetic of Gotham in this movie I, I really I like I like this movie what does that say about my taste that's fair the aesthetic of Gotham is is really nice in this movie because it, it's like there. I know it's it's a bunch of neon and like oh it's nineties grunge whatever oh it's so ridiculous yeah, just but wait until the next one I, I and I remember just the next one being terrible wait until the but next I feel like oh, it's actually kind of cool in this one like I, for the most part I like it um, I, I I love the the constant motif <laughs> that never leaves. Of like shirtless men holding up things as as like statues <laughs> yeah. and part of the architecture. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's about duality. <laughs> I was gonna be like, okay, so clearly this wasn't in either of the Burton movies. Was this Joel Schumacher's idea? I would assume. So. If so, why? <laughs> Can I just say, other than the bat nipples, I really like this Batman suit. It might be my personal favorite. That's fair. Other than the bat nipples. Yeah. Like, I like the shade of black. Mm-hmm. I like how, how the, the, the yellow emblem, it's not, like, super in-your-face yellow. Like, it's very subdued. Mm-hmm. I like that the utility belt's black. Like, I like I like the design quite a bit. Yeah. Of um, course, he can't turn his head. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I like the Robin suit as well. Mm-hmm. Other he than the nipples, pants, which is it's a plus. Yeah. Other uh, than the nipples, I do enjoy that there is a Robin suit that's a lot more in line with the original comic. Yeah. They still give him and pants, they use thankfully. that as the carnival suit, and that's that's a carnival suit where he's got like his bodysuit yeah. and then a red jacket over. It's technically a circus. Got to get our terminology right. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then they tra- they update it into you know kind of a leather type thing that still has the the colors and everything, and it works very well. Um, yeah but yeah it, it, overall I feel like the movie is cohesive in a way that the other two were not yeah um, I think the, the villains actually have a plot that they are trying to implement did we really talk about Chase Meridian at all <sighs> not really she I think she's actually pretty the, the biggest problem with her is that she immediately wants to get a Batman's pants it's not yeah. even a any sort of slow build it's just She's obsessed with him. Well, I like eventually how, how she gets into her reasoning for being attracted to Batman. She's like, I find him fascinating. Why does he do this? Why, yeah. why does he feel the need to torture himself? And there is actually a pretty nice moment where she 
realizes that she doesn't want Batman anymore. And that she has a great line where she's like, I guess, I guess I have to, or girls have to grow up eventually or something like that. Yeah. Um, and because she realizes that she's fallen in love with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, and it's also very reminiscent of Spider-Man 1. What? <laughs> it really is that. Except that Bruce Wayne didn't have to give the most terrible speech in movie history. And, and Chase Meridian <laughs> didn't go through four different guys. <laughs> yeah. That happened. And yes, uh, I am splitting up Peter Parker and Spider-Man for the purposes of this <laughs> argument. <laughs> anyway. Come at me, internet. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. She basically the problem with her is that she's very obsessed with Batman immediately. But I, again, she does actually like turn on she, that. She turns on the bat signal to draw him there to immediately just like she shows up oh, yeah, in like very little clothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, and she's talking about like the different phases of attraction and looks that she she wants in a guy. And, and she's like, well, well, at first it's guys with earrings, and then college, or college, it's motorcycles and, and leather jackets, and now black rubber. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> You're admitting to the audience that that bat suit is made out of rubber. It was pretty clear at the end of the last one. Yeah, <laughs> I love Batman's line though try a fireman let's take off oh yeah that, that see that's what i'm saying there, there's some there's some actual good dialogue in this movie they're very much trying i feel like we almost need to bring back the transformers ratio for this with the, the good dialogue or good jokes bad jokes uh, uh ratio we got going on what, what would you say how, how many out of every joke works for this movie i'm not doing this why not you you came up with this but that made sense for Transformers. I think it makes a lot of sense for this one because there is a lot of dialogue there just spewing out and just kind of hoping that it'll stick. I feel like it's like 50-50. Really? Okay. That's fair. Might be a little less than that. Yeah, it probably is. Might be like like one out of three. I'm being lenient. It's, um, for the most part, that I guess the, the, the reason I most enjoy it is just because it's so clear that they are trying to tell a story and it's it's a silly story. It's probably meant to sell toys. It's not. I mean, the first line is, "I'll get tried for the room." <laughs> there, there, it, yeah, it's it's obviously not. It does not start well, does it? No. I mean, I I love that, that they start with him suiting up and like showing us the Batcave. This is my favorite live action Batcave. That's great. I love this Batcave. Mm. And I even kind of like the Batmobile. It's not my favorite, but I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the big... It's pretty cool. The big fin on top is kind of... Distracting. A, a bit much, yeah. yeah. I do like that he has a rear-view camera. And they show that at one point. <laughs> it's ahead of his time. It's ahead of his time. He also has a smartphone watch thing that he talks to Alfred with. No, sir. The other car. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, but yeah... Uh, Overall, to, I, I I do want to mention one last thing because I I was talking about the '90s neon stuff and I, I forgot about some of the Robin stuff because there's a couple of or specifically <laughs> the laundry scene. There's just this random scene. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk out now. <laughs> Where I'm done with this conversation. Robin Robin is pulling some laundry out like that's just been washed and he's he's trying to get it dry. I did actually walk away, but now I'm back. <laughs> and Alfred is standing there. And Robin starts doing all these weird tricks with the laundry, like spinning it to dry it off. And like there's 90s rock music playing and 
and he's doing all this crazy like acrobatic stuff. Like your guitar in the background. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And he's like flipping socks. <laughs> and it, it lasts about a minute, and then Alfred's just kind of staring at him like, no, cause, I cause, hate you. Because he gives him a thumbs up as he's walking out of the room, <laughs> and Alfred's just like, what? <laughs> you think that's cool? <laughs> and then there's also the bit where where Dick's trying to get into the Batcave, but he doesn't know it's the Batcave. He does, like, all the gymnastics stuff around, like, the main foyer area. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of dumb, but yeah. whatever. That, like... that made more sense to my brain yeah. than the laundry bit. <laughs> yeah. What? Why would you not keep in an important, like, character-building right? scene, but they leave in the thing where he's doing freaking laundry? <laughs> But then again, they leave in a Jim Carrey crotch grab. So what do I know? Sure, obviously, would never make it as an editor in Hollywood, that's for sure. You don't know what them millennials want. Apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah. Can I just say I like the fight scenes? Yeah, for the most part. They're, they're, they're a little bit hard to... Or at least they're... I don't know. I wouldn't say hard to follow, but maybe not... My favorite one is at uh, Edward's party gala and Batman burst yeah. through the window and also one of my favorite moments in film history the, the guy off to the side next to Chase that goes Batman in side actors is what I was or like like bit part actors Batman certainly, yeah. it, they certainly hadn't figured that out by the end of the, the Spider-Man trilogy it's yeah yeah it's beautiful it, it's, it's the guy's the way he the way he like reacts and like the look on his face and everything oh lord um yeah it, aside, that, that being said <laughs> I do think that the movie overall is is very competent and very no very much knows what it's going for. It's got a lot of problems, but I can forgive forgive it for the fact that the plot is directed in a way that makes sense. And it's it's I don't know. I guess it would probably be one of the the first. Well, I I, I haven't seen Superman the original in a long time, but um, one of the first ones first superhero movies to actually not meander around for the third, the third act until the third act happens we'll see that one's weird because that is very much an origin story right and then the third act's like okay we have a Lex Luthor plot yeah it's kind of a different case okay <coughs> let's do it I would say the second one has a very cohesive plot the second Superman mm -hmm. okay the, the editing's weird because they had to do reshoots and stuff but it, uh, overall script wise I think that has a fairly cohesive plot okay. well either way I think of the, the, the Batman movies the first two at least not 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 66 that's still still up there but um, that is still the high bar that has yet to be beat pretty much <laughs> uh, th this one though Batman and <laughs> this one is it's just sad that I kind of want to make that my new sign off when we're done. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, 
the, I'm ignoring that. This one feels... Can I elect to change that from Happy Ann Arbor Day? I mean, it's your sign-off, but it's lame. I kind of like it. <laughs> um, this one feels as... Like they finally stopped going, oh, we can just sell movies based off making a dark Batman and actually kind of pay some attention to the plot. And I know it's still campy and goofy and, and uh, no one liked that, but I don't know. I, I just have a really hard time understanding why this was so panned versus the other two. And I feel like it's mostly just, oh, well, it was Tim Burton and Michael Keaton and it's great. Well, it wasn't even panned when it came out. A lot of the, the critic reviews are more modern. Yeah. Like yeah. people looking back on it. It really is Batman and Robin. Okay. I really do okay. believe that's that's the big factor. Yeah. We'll experience that soon, I suppose. Do you want to go ahead and give grades? Oh, let me talk about the soundtrack real quick and, okay. and the, the score. How, how do you feel about Elliot Goldenthal's theme? It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know that I like it as much as Daniel. It, it's, it's just weird because so much of it, I was like, I'm getting flashbacks to Alien 3 because it's a very similar soundtrack. Of course, the same composer. Oh. But I really like the theme. I love... The, the bit of the score that's playing when he's saving Chase and Robin at the end when he's diving down the the big fall. Yeah. Like, I, I really like that bit. Um, oh! Uh, before I, I talk about the soundtrack, how do you feel about the, the little sign-off they do where it's Batman and Robin running and the bat signals behind them? It's nice. It's I wish that was... Uh, they kept that. Yeah. Like, even for, like, the Nolan movies. Yeah. Like, I... Because it's supposed to be kind of a, a Batman, you know, gun barrel sequence type thing. And it is kind of funny because you can see Bat his cowl is kind of wobbling yeah. with every step that he takes <laughs> when he's running, but whatever. That's I fine. like it. It's cool. I agree. I like the soundtrack quite a bit. Yeah. I agree. Like I said, I don't know if I like it quite as much as Danny Elfman, but it's, it's pretty good. Oh, I mean like the, the actual like song songs that they have. Oh, in oh well, okay. Like, like <laughs> U2. Yeah. Plays during the credits. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was a very popular soundtrack when it came out. Okay. And I I have it. <laughs> I, I, it's just so weird because the first two movies did not rely like on outside music at all. I think they have like one. Well, the Prince song. I was going to say. Never mind. I mean, well. <laughs> but I feel like this one uses a lot more songs just in the movie. That's fair. And then the credits is just like all songs yeah. from, from the soundtrack. But I, I really like Kiss from a Rose by Seal. I like that song. I like the U2 song. There's a couple others, but those are those were the biggest selling ones. Yeah. I like them quite a bit. Okay. I'm curious because I, I they have a big soundtrack with a lot of famous artists for the next one. I'm curious if that'll hold up as well as it does here because I do genuinely like this soundtrack. That's fair. I guess we'll have to see. Okay, n enough of my rambling about soundtracks when clearly nobody else is interested in that. <laughs> Grades. Um, uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the. Jeez, I'm gonna go with a flat C. Okay. Which for those keeping score. Dang it! The pen is all the way over there. It's fine. I'm, I'm gonna reach for it. Oh, Continue oh, talking while Watch I cover. The mic. Oh, while I cover the mic. Oh jeez! Oh oh my no! No! Oh god! Oh, he grabbed a mint too, or did he, some kind of madman? Boop. No! Anyway, I'm giving it a C. 
Uh, for those keeping score, <laughs> you monster. That is. That is one step up from my score for Batman 1989. Come on, Pin. I put in all that effort to grab you, and you're not going to even put your ink on the page? I hate you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Batman! Lord. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Overall... I'm, I'm going to stop messing with the mint. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> anyway... I realize that the I'm still waiting for that edit where you insert the, the the window crashing sound effect. That's fair. I realize that the this is the highest grade I've given any of these three Batman movies. Yeah, which is highly against what most people on the internet or in generally most people would would say about these movies. But yeah. I I think a lot of the again I think a lot of it is nostalgia for the first one and the fact that you know the first one kicked everything off and then everyone because the Batman Returns is supposed to be more of the same, everyone kind of pushes it that way, and then they say, oh, screw Batman forever, because it's not one of them Tim Burton movies. Like, I still, I've seen, I remember seeing people a while ago, Okay, well, I, me, I know I've seen... Let me just say, if you, like, believe that the Tim Burton movies are better than these, sure. I understand, well, I understand if you like them more than these. Well, particularly this one, I, of course, it, you... Everyone hates Batman Robin. Uh, specifically, <laughs> this one. I understand if you like the Tim Burton ones better. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like, very much, like, if you like Tim Burton's aesthetic and how he does movies, like, that's going to be your thing. Yeah. And if you don't like how Joel Schumacher does movies, and if you don't like all the neon stuff, and you don't like these villains, like, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I was going to say, I've seen people say recently... Oh, uh, I mean, not, maybe not recently, but I, I've seen comments before where people are like, "Oh, Jack Nicholson's Joker is the real, the real Joker, not not that Heath Ledger crap." And it's it's just, I really don't. I really think a lot of people look at those movies with with very heavy nostalgia lenses, and I'm not saying that you can't like them because you know I understand why they do, why people do. I mean, despite us giving both of them fairly low grades, we did find things to like in yeah. them. Yeah, I get it's it. It's not like we just completely hated them. I get it, but I, I think a lot of people stick to those and kind of discount oh. what, some stuff that they could really enjoy because do, do they're I, so... Do I also need to say just because we don't like them doesn't mean you, 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 you're, you're uncool if you, if you like them. Like, <laughs> like, we're not... Like, us having a different opinion doesn't affect yours, nor should it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have to say that every That's once fair. in a while. That's fair. Especially with these. Yeah. Because I feel like opinions are strong on these. But yeah. Like what you want to like. Don't let anybody tell you different. And if you're willing to di listen to a differing opinion, like if you've gotten this far, <laughs> and you're still listening, you're like, I hate these guys for liking this movie. Why are you still listening? <laughs> Go home. Podcast over. By the way, thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your grade? I, I'm, I'm at a bit of a crossroads here. Because on, on the one hand, I'm like, 
There is a whole bunch of bad stuff in this that yeah. I can't let go. Yeah. There is just some genuinely terrible things in this movie. Yeah. But on the other hand, some of the terrible things are wonderful and I love them. I'm going to see minus. Okay. I'm giving it the same as the, I did the first one. Okay, that's fair. It, there is there there is probably an argument to be made that there's more stupid stuff in this. Yeah. And just stupid things that are happening. But once again, again, more coherent plot. It's actually about Batman. Yeah. He has an arc. Robin is actually fairly well done. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, somehow. But I, I don't... Like, I know we disagreed a little bit on Jack Nicholson's Joker, but I like him far better than I like either... That's fair. Two-faced. That's I, very fair. I, I like Jim Carrey, Riddler, okay. How do you feel about the two villains in this compared to the two villains in the last... And Batman Returns. One one last little little parting. See, because none of them are, are represent accurate representations yeah. of themselves in the comics. I guess except for Jim Carrey Riddler, I guess. See, you could say he's he's trying to do Frank Gorshin Riddler. Yeah. But is he trying to do that, or is he just doing Jim Carrey? Yeah. They're basically the same thing. <laughs> I think an argument could be made. I don't. I, can I pass? <laughs> exactly. Nicholson is Nicholson. I would argue is, I would, is easily the best out of all. Danny movies. DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer are giving better performances. That's fair. Jim Carrey is doing Jim Carrey shtick, and I don't know what the heck Tommy Lee Jones is doing. <laughs> well, I guess we already said he's doing Cesar Romero mixed with Heath Ledger, even though Heath Ledger didn't play the Joker until thirteen years after this. It's ahead of its time. I'm ahead of the curve. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I. I I don't know which which characters I like more because I really don't like Danny DeVito <laughs> Penguin at all. I I'd probably like say it. Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman is the best out of those four. Yeah, probably followed by by Jim Carrey Riddler. Yeah, and then Danny DeVito and, and Tommy Jones. It's a matter of do you hate how much they're both butchering the character? I don't know. Ju- let's just pretend those don't happen. <laughs> But whatever. Could be worse. My nose could be gushing <laughs> blood. And then he just bites Tommy Lee Jones' nose off. That's fair. Only half of it, though. Only half? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it a C minus. Same, okay. same as the first one. Alright. Like, oh, oh, let me just throw in this little caveat. If they had those deleted scenes back in the movie, and maybe they cut a couple of minor things out of this, like that stupid laundry scene. <laughs> It could shoot up to a C plus. Yeah, that's fair. Right now, I cannot. I'd say... I'd probably consider a B minus if it was if if those scenes were in. In this theatrical cut, I cannot say this is a good movie. Yeah, so I agree C-, with C minus, slightly below average. We still have not reached average for that's the Burton Schumacher movies. Okay. And spoiler alert, we won't. Oh, I'm curious what Britton would give this because he gave both the, the first two movies B minuses. Yeah, each of them. Yeah. I'm curious how he feels about this. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. If um, we're able to get him on. I, I mean, I'll just ask him what his grades are regardless. Yeah, if that's e- Even if we're not able to get him back on, but who knows. Um, no, yeah, as always, you can contact us uh, through Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us on at our blog at uh, herecomethesequels at gmail. Or no, that's that's our email. Uh, com. you can find us at email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com we need to just have that recording of Britain saying all of our contact information perfectly and I, just I, I should that every time but that would take effort so 
more effort than you half-heartedly remembering our contact information? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, we'll see you guys maybe next week, maybe in the next two weeks. Who knows? That's the fun. <laughs> Lord. Uh, stay rogue, everybody. Oh, which one am I going with? Which one am I going with? Just in the podcast. Which one am I going with, in though? In the podcast. Or Batman! I'm doing it for you. And... <laughs>